1: And, and this, this
0: is, is our, our house. house. Welcome to the House of Hockey podcast. It is episode 87. I'm one of your hosts, Ray Ray.
1: And I'm your other host, Breezy. And
0: we have a jam packed episode this week. We do. We had a guest come over to the House of Hockey podcast and do an interview. I think you're really going to enjoy listening to this. This will be coming up a little bit later in the episode because we have some hockey news to talk about. But uh, we talked to James Lightbody, who is the man behind the recreational hockey team of the called the Texas Dreadnoughts and it's actually the team is actually named after a world war one battleship that lives in houston texas and you'll hear the whole story about how he took a piece of history and used that as the logo um, in a way to honor the texas history in houston and the battleship and world war one and uh it's pretty cool
1: it's super cool it's really uh you learn a little bit about the ship in the episode. Don't worry, doesn't get uh, too historic on you, but uh, everything kind of ties together and he goes over the Jersey that they have created and how it ties uh, perfectly into the ship. He actually, uh, I mean, he shed a lot of light on the ship and a lot uh, that we haven't even learned on or even knew about. So it was super cool. And, I know I'm probably going to end up buying one of those jerseys, so that is sick.
0: (laughs) And we're doing a giveaway on our social media, so make sure you're following us on Instagram at House of Hockey Podcast. Stay tuned for those details throughout the week to figure out how – we haven't decided what we're going to be giving away with James, but it will be something with the really incredible logo of the Texas Dreadnoughts. He also tells us about hockey in Houston in general, and – how popular it really is and that the leagues are really busy and you'll hear a little bit about that especially since houston does not have an nhl team so we talk a little bit about that as well so stay tuned
1: yes and let's uh let's go over some hockey news you you start what do you want to start with Oh, I will. I don't even know. All I know is our boy, Matthew Kachuk, spilled the beans a couple weeks ago when he called his little brother Brady captain. uh, And we were speculating. We're like, huh, does this, you know, does this, does this mean something? Uh, And the senators did announce Brady Kachuk as the captain of the senators. So that is really awesome. I felt like I was like, had some like inside news for one second. I was like, what? But.
0: You did. Breezy sent me a screenshot. She's like, is this, you think he's going to be captain? I was like, I don't know. It looks like it. And and that comment hasn't been deleted off that social post. So you never, yeah. Yeah. Well, there we go. There we go. So congrats. Congrats. Yes. And I think you should take over
1: the, uh, the Eichel trade to Vegas. You have (gasps) some, quite a few notes there and I'm just going to let you... Breathing. Well,
0: there's a lot happening with the trade, and I wanted to get the facts right. So Jack Eichel officially traded to Las Vegas, the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, the trade details are that they Vegas sent Alex Tuck and prospect Peyton Krebs and a top 10 protected first-round pick in the 2022 draft and a second-round pick in the 2023 draft draft. All for Jack Eichel, um, which he's injured in case anybody didn't know that and uh, has a, a disc injury in his neck and the whole the what seems to be the whole reason why he wanted to get out of Buffalo was because of the surgery he wanted. The Sabres were not uh, going to allow him to do that particular surgery. They want him to do a fusion of the disc. And Vegas said, we will take you, we'll let you do whatever surgery you choose. And he is going in for surgery November 12th and he will be out from anywhere between three and six months with uh, recovery for surgery from surgery. So we wish him well. You know what I didn't realize though, Eichel's only 25. For some reason, I thought he was a little bit older. If he can recover really well from this surgery, and if he can also stay healthy uh, around all the other parts of his body, this could be a really great place for Vegas to have a real stud young star who can bring points and score goals uh, on that on that top line. So I, I think it's not a horrible trade it's definitely a gamble because you don't know what's going to happen with eichel post surgery and surgery and all of those things but it's, i don't think they would do this if they weren't sure that he would be able to return to the to, to the ice
1: right i just don't understand how vegas keeps getting all of these like top guys like where where does the money go I mean, I know that they're over right now on cap, so that's gonna need to get addressed, uh, I'm sure. But I'm like, how? How does this happen?
0: Well, they got rid of Flurry. They they're working on their cap situation. I, I know there's a lot of injuries in Vegas right now, but I I think that they're trying to plan a little bit more long term. It would be my guess based Which on some cool. of these moves and
1: because they got some old guys. I mean, you got Alex Petrangelo on there. That's not the youngest uh, he's definitely got some more playing years but um yeah i think they have the right mindset right they got to think the future and along the lines and they're obviously they play well currently but um based off of teams who have played well and continued to play well for multiple multiple years before a rebuild such as the hawks mm-hmm. um you know they got to be prepared for that
0: yeah i i hope that Eichel recovers he's got a bright future in this league if he can stay healthy and I think he could really shine in Vegas uh you know unless this trade isn't over you know unless this is some sort of multi-year bigger thing that Vegas is working on they're gonna have Eichel and then let him get his surgery and see mm-hmm. what happens. It, are they going to trade him for someone else? I don't know, but I, it seems like they want him.
1: It does. It does. So we'll see how it all plays out. I just hope Jack, uh, you know, is getting the surgery that he wants and that he needs. And, uh, he and is. Be- you don't, you don't want to see a, a player, a young player at that, regardless of what people are saying. He is in the locker room or um, you know, anything uh, out of the ordinary it's you you just want to see someone healthy and he plays good hockey I mean I don't know if you saw they posted like 15 clips of him like of his schools, and you're like yeah, that that's awesome yeah
0: <laughs> yeah I, I think that's gotten lost his skill on the ice has gotten lost amongst all of the news and things that have been happening with this and the surgery and of course the buffalo sabers ownership and the different things like that and I, and he talked about it with john bougie from espn he did an interview with him that i was able to watch uh, some of and I He was very understanding of why the organization wasn't comfortable with him getting this artificial disc put in because no NHL player has ever had that surgery. They've only right. ever had the fusion. And so that's what the organization, at least this is the story that's being told, that's what the organization was comfortable with. And so he, he wasn't. He's done the research. It's his body. He should get to do what he wants with it. And I, su- I support that. Yeah. For
1: sure. For
0: Do sure. you know what else I support?
1: I know what you support, but I just
0: don't want to steal your glory and I just want you to shout it from all the rooftops. I support the decision from the Chicago Blackhawks interim general manager, Kyle Davidson, to release the head coach of the Chicago Blackhawks, Jeremy Colleton, along with the assistant coaches, I'm guessing Tomas Mattel and Sheldon Brookbank. They have been relieved of their coaching duties. Colleton was with the team for three seasons. This was his fourth, and the new interim coach is Derek King, and basically the statement was they are glad that King is stepping in while they work to rebuild their permanent hockey operations leadership so i don't know that king will be there uh you know forever maybe just through this season i'm sure they're going to be you know they've got to rebuild the entire organization, right? We've got to get a new GM. There's like all this stuff going on. I'm sure there's lots of conversations happening. And we all know that a GM chooses a coach and vice, you know, all the way down the line. So I would hope that they're going to take some time. I mean, not a lot of time, but some time to really look at who is the best coach for this current team and what really are their goals besides what they said in their statement, which was, you know, to keep building and growing and winning games. We obviously know that, but, you know, so much has happened. And holy moly, I saw that come down and I was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Two seasons too late, in my opinion. But we all know that Colleton was Stan Bowman's guy. And when you're Stan Bowman's guy, you'll stay there as long as Bowman does. And I don't know that, you know, Colleton didn't have anything to do with the scandal that went on. But, you know, Bowman's gone. The team's been playing absolutely horrible. And you got to just, you got to start over. You've got to get a clean house. I think really this is... Like the time, this is the time you start fresh, you start over, you assess what you have in front of you, the players, these are the contracts that are here, and then work towards towards the future. But I mean, I have nothing against Jeremy Colliton personally. I just don't think he was ready for this position. I, I don't, I don't think he was. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, we'll see uh, we'll see how it goes. This just happened, so I don't think that the the Hawks have uh too much experience under King at this point when they play the preds. Yeah. Um we'll see we'll see how this week at least turns out, you know, on with a couple of practices under their belt.
0: Yeah. It's just it's it's like can the Blackhawks save the season? Are they going to be able to make anything of this now with so much bad stuff that has happened and all of the changes in leadership i don't know how like when it comes down to just like playing hockey how on earth are you supposed to do that and and work through a coaching change now and a gm change and where do we stand now and then you've got this scandal that just went on and what do the fans think and how after two COVID seasons and it's just we need some good news. We need something, I don't know, good to happen. But can can this season be saved? I don't think so. I would be happy if we end with like a 500 sort of season, but I don't even know if we'll we'll get that. And I also think that kane and taze will be enacting their move clauses if the coach that is brought in isn't somebody that they think they can work with or that can really make something out of the rest of their contract with the team i wouldn't be surprised if they were like we just i can't we i can't it's over it's over let's go call it a day start over somewhere else and really you know get to play the kind of hockey that they deserve to play I don't want to see it happen but I would not be surprised yeah watch Vegas will pick both of them up (laughs) they can't afford them (laughs) they can't afford them no way no I don't know what would I don't know where they would go but I mean that's not something I would speculate about but I I somebody else on on instagram was uh, messaging me and saying but don't you think kane would want to try to stay and break records in chicago because he is breaking so many franchise records oh. i don't really take him for a record-breaking kind of guy i mean i could be wrong he might ride it out and stay with the hawks for the rest of his career i could see that happening as well but i could also see the both of them depending on how everything plays out over the next couple of months um, and towards the end of the season and then deciding okay what are we doing here like yeah. what's happening with this organization and is this do I really want to stick this shit out for another year here or do I just or do they have two more years I can't remember what it is there's not a whole lot left and I know I know they can act enact their move clause if they so choose but
1: well We'll see. We'll see. We'll see.
0: Okay, ask me the question about my fan stuff. Your fan stuff. Oh, yes.
1: Uh, So we were talking about this briefly uh, last week after we had ended our episode. Um, We usually just chit-chat for a few minutes afterwards. And it came across both of our minds as if you, Ray Ray, are you going to be able to wear your Preds, not your Preds, your Hawks ho- <laughs> jersey to away games? Like, are you going to be antagonized? Are you going to be, you know, talked crap on for everything going on? I mean, the world is a scary place. People are really rude. Are you going to get the stuff thrown at you? Are you going to be, you know, messed with, uh, asides you wanting to be messed with by, uh, <laughs> by gritty uh, yes. an unwanted you don't want to have an unwanted mess with right um, so would you wear your Hawks jersey to any other arena or do you think it would be a bad move
0: I'm a little skeptical to wear any Hawks gear until I can get some reports from Hawks fans going to away games, wearing their gear, and what kind of response they've had. I would like to hope that hockey fans know that it's not something that me, Ray Ray, a Chicago Blackhawks fan all her life, has done to Kyle Beach, and that it is something that the organization has done to Kyle. But I don't know if I feel safe, especially if I go to a game by myself. Like, I don't really want to put myself in that position to to be faced with some drunk smartass who has a lot of opinions about it, because that's just not a safe thing to do. And I'm not going to subject myself to that kind of reaction from people. But I would love for the listeners to tell us and comment what you think if you were in this situation and you were going to an away game would you be wearing your blackhawks gear because i'm really not sure what to do and i also think it really depends on the arena i am at because we all know the fans are so different from arena to arena but i don't know that i'm supposed to abandon the team and the boys and the players because they're still playing their heart out for this organization so I'm I'm a little torn.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a sticky situation, right? I mean, I don't I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if I was in your position, if I would be open to uh, hearing any kind of a slur or anything. And the only thing that I could relate to is when my favorite player on the Kings, Slava went through a huge scandal of domestic violence. Uh, that was the only. King's jersey I had, and I had season tickets. I wanted to wear my my King's jersey, right? Um, but I did not wear his jersey because people who were around me that were wearing Slava Voynov jerseys, they were being called names. Uh, and that person didn't do anything to right. anybody to that we know of. So there's a lot of unwanted um, hate or comments that are made especially in a situation where people may make light of it and may make it like a joke, but it's not uh, in any way, unless you know the person and you are comfortable as two individuals communicating with each other and joking about a subject together, not saying it's the right thing to do, but if you guys are on that you know, wavelength, then that's something for you to do. But to a complete stranger, oh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a dicey situation for sure
0: you know i i don't talk shit when i'm at away arenas you know this i i don't you know i'll have a conversation with a, a fan who if if they're willing to just have a conversation about you know hey w-, you know how long have you been a, a red wings fan or wherever i'm at you know i'm willing to talk to the people sitting next to me because i do think there's i i do love the hockey community um but given the circumstances around the Blackhawks currently, I just don't know how wise that would be. Um, it's I just going to depend because I, I just really don't I don't deserve to be mistreated as a fan. No fan does in any kind of situation like this, because, you know, we aren't directly involved, but we are indirectly impacted um, by people who maybe just don't have the best intentions right exactly so we'll see we'll see what happens
1: but if any of uh, anybody listening has any opinions questions concerns thoughts advice (laughs) advice uh for anything uh reach out to us we we love to talk um and uh i don't know maybe we'll address something else on the pod or share your thoughts here and um I don't know. We we like answers. We like thoughts, <laughs> opinions, advice. We like all that stuff.
0: Let's send let's it on over into our interview with James of the Texas Dreadnoughts.
1: Dun dun, dun.
0: This week's episode of the House of Hockey Podcast is brought to you by The
1: NHL season is underway and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has unbelievable offers to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. They got that right. New customers can bet just one dollar on any NHL game and win a hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection, however they light up the lamp, you'll win. If Sportsbook isn't available on your yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with daily fantasy sports contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN, throw down any $1 on any NHL game, and win a hundred in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net gets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 five dollar deposit, and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, James, welcome to the uh, the house. Before we really jump into this, can you tell everybody who you are and what you do? So my name is
2: James Lightbody. I'm uh, out of Houston, Texas. I run the uh, Texas Dreadnoughts Hockey Club. That's a big partnership with the Bowser Texas Foundation. So we're a hockey club. It's, we, play ho- ho- we play hockey, and we also bring awareness to the Bowser Texas. So the Bowser Texas is a World War One, World War II battleship. It's the only one remaining in the whole entire world. Um she was commissioned in nineteen fourteen. She served in the World War One with the British Grand Fleet. And then um she got retrofitted in nineteen twenty five, which was big thing. In World War Two, she earned five battle stars. So she did a uh she did merchant escort duty. I don't know if y'all know about what happened in the Atlantic, how the German U boats were big powerful in the Atlantic and they were taking out all of our supply ships. Well they sent battleships and stuff out there to help, you know, protect them so they sent the Valsh Patets out there first and she earned her first battle star in 1942 off the coast of North Africa so she basically uh, she supported an amphibious land and with her big guns um, her second battle star was at Normandy the D-Day June 6, 1944 her third battle star was southern France and then she went and fought in the Pacific War the Pacific the War Pacific and earned her fourth at Battle of Iwo Jima in her fifth and final one at the Battle of Okinawa. So in 1948, she was uh, converted. She was brought to Texas as a museum. So she's been in museum since 1948.
0: Wow. That's incredible. And OK, so what bring us the connection now to like what drew you and your hockey club, like when we think of you know beer league hockey we think mm-hmm. of you know like buckets and like weird funny names and like kooky uh-huh. plays on words and stuff like that right and like yep. silly uniforms. what made you want to honor this history?
2: so I did when I first started out what
0: happened is I first started out ship
2: I did my Eagle scout project in 2009 on board and I just kept on I just fell in love with ships. And which led me into my career. So i started working with, started volunteering with the foundation in 09, 10. And then I got on with the overnight program in 2013. So I was a tour guide for like people. So scout groups would come stay on board. We give them a nice detailed tour. We let them stay on board the ship. You know, we give them that little, little bit of taste of sailor's life. And uh, which is fun. I love, me- I love, my favorite thing is giving pushups out to the kids. I loved it. They were, they were always, they were just being, just being hectic. I'm like, push-ups. <laughs> um, so awesome. for a while, for recently, I've been doing, so I don't know if y'all know, the ship's actually headed to dry dock for repairs. So the ship's been closed since 2019, or 20, 2019, 2020. Um, she's been closed to the public because we're getting ready for taking to the shipyard and dry dock uh we're getting all the uh water we're getting all the steel underneath on her hole which is her body that's underneath water replaced so she could keep on staying on float because a couple of years ago we were pushing we were pumping out like 1200 tons of water every like minute it was bad um so now she's not bringing out she's not taking out any water we're not pumping she's not bringing in any water whatsoever good so she's not gonna out. sink She's yeah. not What'd you say, all. breezy? I
1: said, so, did you take the water and make some ice out of it? <laughs> I wish.
2: <laughs> that would be fun. That oh. would be fun. Um, so I've been doing a lot of public public relations events. I going to say like bring bring awareness, you know, trying to get some fundraising going. And I was like, what is a good way to? What's another? Um, another area that we haven't hit. Like we didn't do all these. We didn't do all these public relations events. So what's another thing? And I love hockey. I love Battleship Texas. I get tired of got I, I got tired of being drafted last in our lead, so I was like, "Let's make my own lead, my own team." And so that's where it happens. I just went to the foundation, and we're on board, and we bought the first set of jerseys, and and a hit ever since. People think we're pros. It's so funny. People, I did so many, I get so many like DMs on our Facebook page. When's tryouts? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite one is when's uh, what radio station y'all broadcast on? I was like, oh my gosh, oh man, that's funny. it's been it's been a blast. So right now we're at Team of Boardwalk and Team Team of Texas. We're doing their they have an annual event called uh, Saluto at Military First Responders. What's cool is today is actually one of the crew members. Uh, he's still alive. He's a uh, crew member's hundredth birthday, so we have a big sign right here.
0: Whoa.
2: He, uh, they did a party on board the ship yesterday, and what's cool is we actually ordered him a dreadnought jersey. So they. Is he wearing a... it? So he wore. It. I have photos. I'll send it to you.
0: Yeah. I have photos of him wearing it.
2: But here's what's cool. So we actually have an anti-aircraft gun on a trailer. Oh. Cool. Um, That's pretty cool. I did the tow it around. It's fun. I'm the guy who tows <laughs> it around. So uh, it's fun getting the looks. I towed it all the way to Austin, Dallas, um. So,
0: yeah, there's a fatal anti-aircraft gun.
2: It's fun. All the looks I did.
0: So are you also recruiting hockey players when you're at these events doing press? So it's hard to find hockey players in
2: Houston. But once we do, uh, we try to. I haven't successfully recruited somebody from my booth. Um, it's usually a bunch of my friends. who want to play. So it's, it's good.
0: And what about the ice? Tell us about the ice in Houston. Like where is, so, is there a lot of like wreck ice available? So, Houston, we have four rinks. Um, one rink usually
2: has usually has two sheets, but it's down to sheet right now, so we technically we have four sheets of ice. Okay. And we have one roller rink. All right. Well, so I'll take I don't mind roller hockey. That's fun. Yeah, that's
1: fun. So, what is uh, hockey like in Houston? You said there's not uh, a lot of hockey players, but is there? Um, I mean, do you have people that come out and watch you guys? Uh, do you, who do you play against? Um. So I usually have.
2: So I have. Do well, like three rosters I usually use? So we have a. Our we play. In, so I have. Ten, now we play in two leads. We have Sunday night. It's called the Peter Vulea Old Hounds lead. It's uh, named after one of our guys who actually helped me bring the dreadnoughts to life. He passed away a couple of months for cancer, mm-hmm. so we renamed the lead for him. For him, um, great guy. We actually I retired his number. He bought a dreadnought jersey, so I retired it. Wow. Um, That's awesome. Uh, so we play in that lead Sunday night. So I have a game tonight, eight fifty. After doing all this for two days, I have a game tonight. Um, and then we play roller hockey. We started doing roller hockey. Um, they want somebody asked to bring the dreadnoughts brand into it, and we did. And uh, they're crazy with the jerseys. This is where half of these uh, specialty jerseys came from. But I love it. You know, uh, can't wait to show them off. There's a couple of wild ones that nobody's seen yet. Um. So the Houston hockey is not actually—it's a sleeper. So people think it's bad. Like nobody here. But it's actually. That's leads every night. There really? leads. There's leads every night. Different levels, not always novice to double A. I mean, it's it's good. Um, and that's not. That's without even having a team here. Once we have a, once we have a team here, it's gonna it's gonna blow up. I can't wait.
1: That would do be. You, uh, Cause you're. Do you cheer for the stars? Like who is your hockey team? Like professional.
2: So my NHL teams stars. Um, I go. I can go stars. I'm second backup. I know y'all are big fan on multiple teams. Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. I know only breezy is a fan of multiple teams. Not this girl. Don't get it twisted. I'm a one team girl. I'm monogamous with my NHL teams.
2: Did you see? Did you see Flori's new mask?
0: I did, and I think it's incredible and a great way to really show that the organization does actually honor the Native American heritage. Mm-hmm. And I love that Flory really brought that to the table, but go ahead. I didn't mean to jump down Norse. your throat, but I have to set that record straight here.
2: <laughs> I've been listening to a couple of y'all's episodes before this.
0: To oh, get okay, good, good. So who's your um, second and third team since you fall into the breezy category of fandom here? I mean, I I like the Rangers when they
2: had Lundqvist just because it's Lundqvist, Uh, but I'm all over. I just, I can cheer for anybody. I like the Stars, but they're my number one team. I really love minor league hockey.
0: So who do you follow?
2: The Allen Americans. ECHL Allen Americans.
0: Okay. Nice. Very cool. Do you go to what a friend of ours of the podcast calls the Baby Stars games over in Austin?
2: I actually never been to a Texas Stars game.
0: They're supposed to be they look incredible. They they go mm-hmm. all out obviously because, you know, Texas. But mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> No, I have my fiance has been to a Texas Stars game. I have not. I'm like that's wild, but she's she, didn't, she didn't went to an Aeros game when we had them and I went to uh, hundreds of them. So <laughs> ha ha
1: so, do you think that the uh, that the NHL should bring a team to Houston? I mean, I'm up for it. I'm up for. It. I'm up for anything right now. I'm up
2: for ECHL, ECHL team, uh, AHL team, NHL team. I just want hockey. You just want a team. I just want hockey. We have the facility. We can do it. We have the fan base. Um, so we can do it
0: yeah i mean you have definitely houston has definitely become a much bigger sports well-known you know sports town with the you know the astros and different things like that that have really um you've got the texans and you've obviously you know have a big college sort of following there too but it's good to see the pro sports are really picking up there
2: Let's not talk about the Astros right now. I know Breezy's a bit
1: a uh, Braves fan. Um, <laughs> Let him have so, it,
0: Breezy. Let him I, have it. Yeah. I purposely
1: wore non-Brave stuff today because I thought it might be a little salt in the wind. So I truly don't care.
2: I'm all hockey, but I saw Same. that and I was like, oh. Um, well, I'm a good sport. It was a good series. I yeah. actually didn't watch any of it because I feel like I'm bad juju, so I don't watch it.
0: Breezy. This is like your male, the male version of you. I know, (laughs) right? Jinxies, multiple teams, baseball (laughs) fan as well. Oh, that's funny. That's good. It's real good.
2: Uh, uh, I don't know if y'all knew
0: about Houston.
2: So, Houston has the biggest adult recreational team in the South United States. Every Memorial Day weekend, we have. This last year we had seventy-two teams five different leagues. Every rank was doing this. Sponsored by free beer by St. Arnold, everything. Uh, it was great. i actually I helped run that tournament. It's called the Oil Teams Hockey Club, Memorial Day Shootout. And we actually have one the weekend after Thanksgiving, which is sixteen teams.
0: How is that possible? Wow. I think yep. Tell everybody again where the one is for after Thanksgiving. So people listening who are in, um, who are in leagues, can they still enter to, to play? So the
2: Memorial Day one, yes. Okay. Uh, it's called the Oil Teens Memorial Day Shootout. You can find it at www. Just Google Oil Teens Hockey Club Tournament and it'll pop right out. And you want to talk, and Mark Tushman, it's a great job. He does, he does the Oil Teens and I do the Dreadnoughts. He's actually helped me a lot with bringing the Dreadnoughts up to, I want to say, Oregon's, uh King's level. Um, it's a great partnership. So I, if he has a tournament and Dreadnoughts are in, I'll go play for him and vice versa. So he's actually my Don Cherry of the Dreadnoughts. I call him that. He helps me bring the teams in so we can go out to of town and win.
0: Well, I think it's exciting to hear about hockey happening in markets that aren't, you know, carrying an NHL team and hear that it's it's there and there's fans and then there's leagues and there's people playing hockey every night. I mean, that's great for the sport. Yes, ma'am.
2: Sorry, I was selling, I was selling merchandise right. also just now.
0: That's okay. That's okay. You gotta, you're, you're doing this in the midst of all the stuff. And we appreciate it. Did you, get, did, you, did you sell a jersey or what?
2: i am not sold a jersey this weekend. They're kind of hard to buy. So, yes. So, our
0: Dreadnought jerseys
2: are a good, good lead. Our Dreadnought jerseys, actually, you can order your very own. And uh, the proceeds go towards restoration of the battleship. So, um, we have our two ice jerseys. And we have one roller jersey that's up right now, um, and we're gonna have three that it's not gonna be available on the website because we don't want to overfill the website with hockey jerseys. So, um, cool. but no, I've I've probably ordered. I think I did calculation in the past year. I've ordered like a hundred blue jerseys, and the blue jerseys. Yeah. No, I love them. They're really cool. I was like, that was nuts. the first one. I was like, dang, can you people do for the pod, but there's mine. Oh, no, I'm so it's blue. So what's cool is we have some neat little facts about this. So I don't know if you remember we talked about earlier. We have five battle stars. So here's five battle stars in it. Um, and on the bat inside the collar. I know the NHL is big in this, so I hopped on that train. So this this guy right here is GM3 Chris Christensen. So he was actually the only combat fatality the ship had in 35 years, and uh, we put his name inside the jersey. He died on June twenty-fifth, nineteen 1944, off the coast of Shreveport, when a battery, a German battery, hit the ship twice, and the second time hit the armored conning tower and blew up the bridge right above it, where you steered the ship, and took him out. Whoa! This was my theory when I first made these. Um, alcohol was involved i do say that um
0: nothing like a little inspiration
2: (laughs) everybody makes fun of these but i love them so these i went for a vintage tan look so these are actually based off the Allen americans one of their jerseys and i loved them so we went for a tan little off-white we're wearing these tonight but it says dreadnoughts i like those those
0: are very cool
2: and it has Dreadnought the logo on the side on one of those shoulders. And on the other side is the Bachelors Texas Foundation.
0: Oh, that's sick. That's really cool. And
2: inside the collar is the motto, Come on, Texas. So I forgot to tell y'all what the name Dreadnought means. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Dreadnought, it came from a British battleship called the HMS Dreadnought. Um, so what they did is, so back before that, so if you look at battle, I don't. If you look at the naval architecture of battleships, they don't put the main guns all in the center of the ship. They staggered it. What well, they call it, the dreadnought. They changed it, and HMS Dreadnought put all the guns in the center of the ship, so you could fire from bo- both sides, port and starboard. Port is left, starboard's right. Um. So dreadnought meant fear nothing. Whoa. So.
0: I like that.
2: That's just what. And then I put te- Texas. That's just the of Texas. Uh, so Texas dreadnoughts. so it's it's fun. It's it's a good look. it's a good well, everybody loves it. I'm happy. Sure.
1: And I think the cool thing about the jersey too is it explains everything about what the team is, you know what I mean? And I think it's really cool how you incorporated everything because it's not just a jersey you'd go buy for like a team you support. Obviously, they would support you, but like it is also some, kind of like a historic piece where you can bring something home with you and wear mm-hmm. it and remember and, and you know remember where you, where you went, the things that you learned. Just uh, something I think is super cool. I'm I'm a big fan of that. So uh, kudos to you on on incorporating all of those things. And people eat it up when
2: they buy it online. They get custom jersey. They love it. I've had I've had somebody put, like, two, two, 225 for the hallway, 225. And I just ordered a jersey, and they put God bless Texas on the back. I mean, they're loving it. Um, oh. I had somebody ask for the C, and I had to uh, say no. Uh, yeah, somebody yeah. asked for the captain C. I was like, ah, uh. somebody offered to buy my jersey off of me. I was
0: like, oh,
2: maybe. We'll talk about it. <laughs>
0: We're not there. Um, You're not there yet.
2: <laughs> no, I'm not there yet. I know I have a couple of blue ones, you know, spare blue ones. Uh, but I'm not there yet. I can't. I can't see somebody walking around with the change like, light like by jersey. That'd be kind of awkward. Because one, yeah. I'm not that bad. I'm not that great at hockey. So. <laughs>
0: Well, you'd have to do it for something like real special for like to raise money for charity or something or, you know, for military veterans or, you know, give it in an auction or something like that. If you're going to give away the C, you know, really have it have an impact, not not just on your personal pocketbook.
2: No, yeah, no, (laughs) that's not what you're all
0: about. It feels like to me, you know, it's all about the. The ship. So
2: the initial order, the initial order, I gave Bruce Bramwood, who was the, who's the CEO or CFO of Alistair Texas Foundation. He's actually officiating my wedding in January, which is fun. Um, Wait, are you
0: getting married on the ship?
2: Yeah. No, I can't. My fiance said, nope. Um, she I said, I'm been... not having that. I know. That I, would be cool, said, though. She said, she said, I'm not having it. I, I know you love the ship and all, but I'm not getting married on the old, wonderful four-year-old battleship or whatever. <laughs> 108 years old battleship. Sorry. Um, but I was like, all right. So what's cool is I got my, my wedding bands made out of battleship, battleship steel. So oh, that's, that's, cool. that's 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 in the works. So as I called her and I was messing with her, I was like, hey, I'm going to get your wedding band made out of ship steel. She's like, no, hell know you're not. And I was like, well, she's like, you can get yours made. And I was like, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. So... um. My fiance is actually a big supporter of the battle, the dreadnoughts. So she was named, she eats it up, but she was made, she was named a GM. (laughs) So I I got her a jersey. I got a couple of jerseys that says GM on it. It, She always harassing me. She's like, did GM prove me, prove this? I'm like, I'm calling, I'm calling the owner and getting you fired.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so Um, good.
2: She's a big supporter. She goes to all of her ice games and eats it up and has fun. It's all it's about. Yes, it is. I
0: understand, you know, she's very supportive, but she drew the line at the wedding day. I get it. I get it.
2: Yeah, I'm all for it though.
0: And I think you're going to give a lot of the beer leaguers um, something to think about and to up their game and honor the history of their, you know, something that matters to them and uh, some great inspiration with uh, some partnerships to get the jerseys paid for. So that's pretty awesome. Cause I know that's, <laughs> that's an issue, right?
2: That. I'm all about that. I'm all about finding a sponsor, somebody yeah. who loves the battleship. Uh, I'll be like the European team. If you're going to pay me, I'll put your logo on it
0: and, uh, we'll rock with it. So. Exactly. Breezy, did you have anything else?
1: Um, I don't think so. I'd probably just let everybody know where they can follow you, where they can buy the jerseys. And, uh, keep up on everything. And if anybody wants to be a sponsor, how they can go about getting in contact with us.
2: Um, so my our Instagram is at Texas Dreadnoughts Hockey. Um, we have a Facebook page too, Texas Dreadnoughts Hockey Club. Um, you can find us there. You can find the jerseys. You can, we have a whole bunch of other battles stuff. You can definitely reach me. I'm, my DMs are always open. Uh, I'm always open for – I'll have a conversation with people.
0: Well, we got to hit you with our rapid-fire final three –
2: Questions
0: okay. Who okay. is your ultimate hockey hunk?
2: Jamie Ben all day. Ooh. Ooh,
0: and favorite hockey lady?
2: I don't know. See, that's a loaded question because I have to say my fiance for sake of my relationship, um, but I don't really know because I don't.
0: I mean, she is the GM of the Dreadnoughts, so you could probably, I think that's a good answer.
2: (laughs) That's a a smart answer. Um, Yeah. That's that's good. We'll go with
0: that. We'll go with that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't prepared for the hunt part, and I wasn't prepared for that part.
0: That's okay. Who (laughs) is, um, do you have a Sidney Crosby story?
2: No, because I think he's a whiny. There you (laughs) go. I, I I don't have a process story because I'm not not at all. I saw him play, but it's about it. I don't that's okay. He's a good player. He's a solid good player. Yeah.
0: All right. Well thanks, James. Get back to work. Get back to promoting uh the battleship and the dreadnoughts and uh thanks for taking some time out of your busy, busy schedule to chat with us today. We appreciate it. Thank y'all.